and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. This is Paula Parker. So welcome back to the podcast. Recently, I've been doing some coaching exercises to improve how I help my clients. I've been thinking a lot about you all. I've been trying to get in your head and it's not that hard, at least I don't think so, because I was one of you. I was someone who sought out coaching to help me figure out the food thing and release excess weight. But at the same time, you know, I can't be in your heads. I don't know for sure what specifically you'd like to know about. And so I just wanted to ask you a favor. I want to keep making weekly episodes on topics that you want to know about. So if you have a question about something, anything, or like a topic that you want me to cover, please email it to me. Uh, My email address is paula at mindfulshape.com and I will then use it as a topic for a future podcast episode. I'm so, so curious and eager really to hear what you have questions about, what you want to know about. And so as I was doing this practice, one of the things I was thinking about, and I know comes up for women who are struggling with their weight and what to do about it, is all the fear thoughts that come in. So I thought for this episode, I would call them out, we'll call them out together in a very safe space so that we can, you know, like bring them into the light, as you would say in coaching, examine them and put them to rest. I think you'll recognize them for yourself, and hopefully the next time they come up, you'll be at an advantage with dealing with them. They won't dictate your behavior. I also want to talk about fear thoughts in general and give you some practical tips on how we can modulate fear in the brain. Okay, so of course the biggest one is the fear that it's not going to work, that you're not going to succeed. You're thinking about starting a new food and exercise plan or starting a new program of some sort, whatever that is, and there's some doubt that, you know, will it even work? Your fear thoughts are saying things like, what is different about this? Chances are it won't work because nothing else has ever worked. And what's the cost to you? It could be a financial one if the program costs a lot of money or little money, it's still a financial one. You could be out a few hundred bucks, right? Or thousands of dollars, depending on the program. Or it could be emotional, yet another disappointment. Your brain is like, both of those are terrible. (laughs) Let's think a little bit longer about this. Let's contemplate it. Maybe let's look at a few different programs, right? I know that when I was thinking about working with a coach, I wanted a guarantee that it would work for me. I didn't want to spend $1,000 on a program that wouldn't work. So I spent a lot of time agonizing over it looking at their reviews and their clients before and after photos, we want to know that it will actually work, right? I wanted some proof. So here's the thing about this fear. There are never any guarantees, no matter what program you choose. Why? Because it will always be up to you and your thoughts. The thoughts you bring into the program and the thoughts you cultivate throughout the program. So no matter what program you choose, you will ultimately decide, unconsciously or not, whether you will get the result you want. This is why there are those people who have amazing before and after photos, and then there are probably at least 10 other people who quit or just didn't drop the weight that they were hoping for in all of these programs, right? So now if your brain is identifying with this, if you're feeling like crap because you're thinking, well, this is me in the last program I tried, stay with me here. We have all tried a million things, a million programs until we are ready for real change. 
So if this is you, don't blame yourself. Know that everything you've done has brought you to this point and it's all just more data and learning that you can use going forward. If you're planning on reaching your goal weight in 2021, if that's your year, then listen up. Before you choose a program, no matter what it is, you need to decide beforehand that you will make it work no matter what. You need to summon up the belief, the desire, and the commitment to it. You need to be all in. And if you are, you have absolutely nothing to fear because it will work. Most programs out there are designed to work. It may take longer than you'd hope, it may be harder than you thought, but it will work if you decide and then you commit. And when you're evaluating programs, look for these two things. They've been proven over and over again to lead to behavioral change, and that's the key to weight loss. So the first one is accountability. You need to have someone there to keep you accountable when it gets hard and life gets in the way, because it will. Secondly, you need to be patient. Any program that's offering a quick fix to your weight loss issue is a waste of your time, period. It's also a really good idea to answer those what if questions. So what if you pay hundreds of dollars and don't see results? Answer that question for yourself. What is the worst case scenario and are you prepared for that? Those what-if questions about anything are only scary when you don't answer them. When you answer them, usually you'll find that you can handle most of those situations. Now, I will say my one caveat to this is if you are in major debt, like massive student loan debt or credit card debt, that kind of thing. If that's the case, you need to coach yourself around that first to do the money work. Once that's under control or cleared up altogether, Only then should you be investing in other areas of your life. Otherwise, if you're out a few hundred dollars, it's not going to be the end of the world. You've learned, right? You have more data, more information. You know more than you did when you started the program beforehand. Okay, so the next fear is usually that it will be hard. Maybe you've seen weight loss programs that promise you won't have to deny yourself anything and you'll still reach your goal weight. If only that were true, let's be real. If you're carrying excess weight, it means you've been overeating, which means you'll need to deny yourself more overeating. And that can be hard, especially if you've been struggling with this for a long time. Some of my clients, it's been decades, right? So let's work with that thought. It will be hard. What if you could embrace it? What if you expected it to be hard? You went into 2021 with your new plan and you knew it was going to be hard. What if you wanted it to be hard? Because if it's not hard, maybe it's not working. Maybe it's not doing the deep work. You're not growing or changing. You're not changing your identity, who you are, who you're showing up to be. By doing this, you are cultivating a new mindset. The mindset that is different than the one that you had before, the one that actually put the weight on. So I'm suggesting we don't go out trying to find the easiest plan to lose weight. We go out knowing that it's hard to change anything really. It's hard to change patterns that you've been relying on for weeks, months, or even decades. So we can do hard things, right? It's all about how we decide to think about it. Number three, if I lose weight, will I be able to keep it off? 
One of my clients told me that her biggest fear was not that she wouldn't lose the weight. It was that she wouldn't keep it off. She was like, you know, what if I go through all the effort, all the struggle to lose the weight only to gain it back? It would be all for nothing. It would be embarrassing and I'd feel terrible. So can you relate? I think this is a very common one. What if we get there, but then we can't keep it up? See how sneaky our brain is? always trying to save us from discomfort and future pain, so much so that it won't even let us have the chance at reaching our goal. And this one sticks because most likely you've gone through this already. You've tried a diet or program and lost five pounds or so, and then you plateaued and you just gained it right back. There is just no getting around this one. If you want to maintain your efforts, you need to commit to a lifestyle change. This is not a one and done issue. You're playing the long game here. Releasing the excess weight is the first part. The second part is maintenance and it requires a different set of mind tools. But if you're working on your brain, if you've been learning the skills all along, it's going to be so much easier because you're not starting from scratch. For example, you're using the hunger scale so you know when you're actually hungry and you know when you're full. You're processing your emotions regularly with a mindful practice. Maybe that's journaling or doing a thought download. You're also aware of your thinking so that when you start to become food focused, you know exactly what to do to get yourself back on track. What I'm saying is you're building up these tools along the way if you're self-coaching or working with a coach to release the weight. If you do a crash diet, you're not. You have exactly the same brain after a crash diet than you did before. The same brain that put the weight on in the first place. So is it any wonder the results don't last? So how do you calm the fear of not being able to maintain your results? Try on these thoughts. Number one, I will figure it out when I get there, right? (laughs) Number two, I will use the tools and habits I've gained losing the weight to maintain the weight loss. Okay, so let's move to number four. The last one I want to talk about today is the fear of deprivation. I know that was always a big one for me. It's like Sunday night, you're planning on starting your plan on Monday and you're already dreading it. So you think I better get in all the yummy foods while I can. Or if you're planning on starting a program in the new year, you'll be more likely to go a little crazy during the holidays, knowing that restriction is looming, right? This is scarcity thinking 101 and something I talk about a lot because I've lived with it myself. No one wants to be told they can't have something. The minute you say that to yourself, there's a rebellious reaction, right? You can often feel it happening automatically in the moment. If you say you can't have chocolate, then you can think of nothing else. If you say you can't have sugar, you suddenly have the urge to bake. So here's how we can work with this. First, if you need to, if this is a big issue for you, then I suggest including all foods in your food plan. Just knowing that you can have anything relieves some of the pressure. Next, instead of having high fat, high sugar foods on a whim, plan for these foods, plan a pleasure meal. Now note, I didn't say a pleasure day. This is not like a full on cheat day. I don't believe in that terminology at all. This is a planned out pleasure meal so that you have the opportunity to incorporate all foods into your plan. And this tends to work out better in the long term for a lifestyle change. 
It's not like this is going to be super easy at first either, especially if you've been on a free-for-all with your food. A pleasure meal once or twice a week, that's going to actually feel very restrictive at first. So to you, I say, let's examine what restriction actually means to you. Actually, think about this. I have so many clients who say to me, well, I don't want to restrict myself. But why? What is so wrong with that? Why is it such a charged term for you? What is it bringing up? You restrict yourself from other self-harming things like maybe like doing cocaine or drunk dialing your ex. Why? Because you know it's not in your best interest. Try on this thought. There's nothing inherently wrong with restriction. It's neutral. It's what you're making it mean that brings the negativity for you. You are associating restriction with negativity. In your mind, it's a bad thing, but is it? Maybe restriction could be a really positive thing. It's just a word. It could actually mean you're taking control of your life. It could mean you decide what happens for you. You decide what and when to restrict something for your longer-term happiness. I was just having a conversation with another coach I know um, yesterday, and her and I were talking about this. I'm hoping to have her on the podcast very soon. We're talking about pleasure versus happiness. You really need to be clear about whether you want to settle for temporary pleasure over the future happiness of reaching your goal. Restriction could be your ticket to the long game here. You get to decide what it means for you. Lastly, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the brain and how you can use a mindfulness practice for fearful thoughts, whether they're around weight loss or just general anxiety. You'll hear me talking a lot about the prefrontal cortex. That's the part of your brain that was the last to develop, evolutionary speaking, and it's what distinguishes us from other animals. One of its important functions is to modulate fear. And what I mean is the ability to override fear, to have fearful thoughts and be able to talk yourself off the ledge to see that actually you are not going to be eaten by a saber tooth. You are not going to die just because you have to give a presentation at work and you're feeling scared. It's your brain's ability to recognize the fear for what it is and to act in your best interest despite the fear. I just bring this up because I recently learned that one of the ways you can strengthen this and support your prefrontal cortex is by having a mindfulness practice in place regularly. So simply by meditating or whatever your mindfulness practice is, like journaling, doing a thought download, or gentle yoga, like getting into the body, this is supporting that system. So yet another reason to build up that habit. So has all this alleviated some of your weight loss fears? I hope so. Some food for thought anyways. If you have others I didn't mention, or as I said before, if you have an idea for this podcast, a question or a topic you'd like me to cover, please reach out to me through email. That's paula at mindfulshape.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. I really appreciate your support and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.